podcast where we are redefining black love in celebration. I am your host, Olivia DeSantos, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Assumpta Vitku. How are you, my dear? How are we doing this week? I mean, I have a cold again, but I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good. I'm smiling still. So yeah. How are you? Oh my, the ever, ever sickly. It's not not fun, is it? I'm good. I'm good. I have a headache, but we progress. We mm-hmm. soldier on. It's so weird because I was never sick as a child. I was never sick as a child. Now all of a sudden I'm, I'm ill. <laughs> Old age. I was that's what always it is. sick. I was oh, always I was... sick. Even when I wasn't sick, I was pretending to be sick. I was one of those. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was too much of a goody goody. I would, I would never, could never. Oh my, no, yes. you don't know the life. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we have a really interesting topic today, a very philosophical one. Um, and we would love to hear your take on this because it's such a wild concept. So today we are talking about platonic marriages. Yes, you heard correctly. <laughs> and I'm just going to let you like sink in what you think the definition of a platonic marriage is. Like hmm. when you hear that term, what does that mean to you? Tell us in the comments on Instagram under the audiogram for this. So go to at our Awambe and let us know what you thought, what your first thought was of platonic marriages. What was your first thought, Asumta? of what a platonic marriage could be marrying your friend that's what I thought because <laughs> um, I thought platonic platonic relationships are usually friendly so um, marrying your friend but not in the rom-com way of marry your best friend like literally marrying someone that you are not um, you might love them but you're not in love with them in the romantic sense and then I thought but why would you want to do that so that was where we'll my mind went. It. Yeah, we'll we will. That's why it. I stopped talking. I just thought, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get there. But that was that was my first thought when I just read. I had never heard of it. I did not know that that was a thing. Um, other than, as I said a second ago, you know, people being secretly in love with or openly in love with their best friends and wanting to marry them. Um, yeah, what did you think when you when you discovered the term or came across this concept? So I actually first thought that it was people who did actually originally marry to be romantic Ah. and fell out of that romance and are now in a platonic marriage. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's true. So that was my first thought. Like, because there are some people that just the the passion wanes or the love wanes or whatever. And they're staying together for the kids or whatever, but they're friends. And so now that marriage is platonic. That's what I thought, genuinely. Okay, yeah. So I didn't, that concept didn't occur to me until Olivia sent me an article to read in preparation for this. And that sort of came about, it was brought up in that 
article that we read, but my mind did not go there at all because, you know, the hopeless romantic in me slash being raised on fairy tales, you want to believe, even though I now know that is not the case and not always true, you want to believe that you're going to be in love with your partner to some to varying degrees and intensities for the duration of your life slash your marriage. Um, but it it is interesting to me that maybe a couple would stay together but not be in love anymore, but they are genuinely friends. They like each other. It's not a hate situation. You can't stand them. Mm -hmm. um, am I allowed to ask a question at this point? Because my, yes, no, or should I save it for our chat yes, later? Yes, sure. Well, yep. what I my wanted to do was very, very quickly give the actual definition. Ah, yeah, that's just true. To, that's just to frame the conversation. So, mm -hmm. you know, as you can see, there might be different ways that you can take this, but the actual, actual definition of a platonic marriage is a platonic marriage is a legal union based on spiritual connection or practical love rather than on sexual or romantic love. So that is the actual definition. Um, there's lots of things to di dissect in that definition, which is why it's so exciting. Okay, can um, you just say yes. that bit again, please? <laughs> Spiritual connection. <laughs> yeah, so the platonic marriage is a legal union based on spiritual connection or practical love rather than on sexual or romantic love. Practical love, gosh, that just sounds so drab. What? <laughs> That's not exciting. The spiritual connection so is, bit, sure, but practical love. What? Yeah, so practical love is an actual term in the Greek. You know, there are tons of words in Greek for love. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. They have lots of different definitions of love. So there is Eros, one that's called love. Yeah. yeah, which is pragma. So pragma mm. is practical love, um, which is really fascinating. And I do actually follow a couple on Instagram who look fabulous together and, you know, are fantastic. If anyone has ever watched anything from Shan Booty, yeah, I, mean, um, I have talking about. Yeah, so love her and Jared, gorgeous couple, gorgeous child, you know, um, they actually describe their love as pragma and how they actually got together as pragma as oh. practical love first and foremost which is okay. fascinating right the, what i wanted to get into was the reasons why people enter these sorts of marriages before we give our personal kind of definitions of what marriage should be and um if platonic marriage actually fits that that mold. Um, I wanted to kind of go through the reasons why people might decide to do this, uh, just to give that balance, right? So from the research that I've done and from, you know, just living in the world, there are certain, <laughs> certain uh, things that you pick up. And one of them was that historically, and even today, um, Concealing sexuality is a huge motive for platonic marriages. So, you know, whenever a culture or a family has demonized someone for being gay, um, they may have sought out a friend 
you marry that is mm-hmm. of the opposite sex to kind of conceal that sexuality. It's happened historically for years and years and years and years um, and may still happen today as well. Mm-hmm. So the partners that are in that marriage will have their extra marital affairs to you know, fulfill their actual sexuality, but in the marriage, they are friends. I 100% understand this one. I think Mm -hmm. that the societies that we have grown up in over centuries um, make it really difficult to be an openly gay person. Now is starting to change, which is fantastic. Um, But I understand, particularly in the past when it was so much more normalized to be married, like you were strange if you weren't weren't married. Um, I understand why you would marry your best friend in that context. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's one of them. Um, The next one is Mm. (laughs) co-parenting. This one is so interesting and so, so interesting. Um, I don't know if anyone's watched the recent series on HBO, um, Scenes from a Marriage, Uh, but please do watch it. It's fantastic. It's so interesting. But there's a part in the in the series where the man he's he spoiler but he's moving (laughs) on and he wants another child so they've he's already had a child he wants another child and he's met someone at work who also wants a child um and they want to enter into a co-parenting agreement so to speak so they're not in a relationship but they are friends that will have this child together and co-parent. Fascinating. I mean, it's it's not really part of the part of the series in that it's kind of a passing thought, is a passing mention. Um, it's not like a it's core tenet of this of the series. It's not something that's explored very much. But I found this so interesting. I found that thought so interesting. There are tons of studies to say that marriage is still the best way or the best format in which children are raised, right? Um, That two parents are, by the research, still better than one. So, but you don't need to. They don't need to be married to have that child. They don't. Yes, two parents are great and you can still be two parents parenting this child without being married. Plenty of people are. It happens all the time. Why do you need to get married? What what about if your religious background or your cultural background or your parental background is just like, no, you need to be married to have children? Okay, so then you would get married to have the child but then be sleeping with someone else? Like... How does, how does that make sense? How can you um, be so feel so strongly about your cultural or religious background um, in that you need to get married to appease people, but then you're going to essentially fly in the face of all those rules and be having an extramarital affair, even if your partner does know and they're doing the same thing. So where that can go wrong is for example depending on how you're finding these people you're now having these extramarital affairs with if you are online six degrees of separation you are going to end up 
being seen by like okay as I've said many times I'm Nigerian Nigerian community is massive but also very small you'll end up seeing someone on there that you're like hold on isn't this person married to such and such and then you'll be there feeling sorry for their wife not realizing their wife actually knows and is probably on her own app doing the same thing or maybe has a consistent boyfriend somewhere or whatever um or if we if it was the scenario of them hiding their gender you know they would have a lesbian partner somewhere or a gay partner somewhere either way they're both having extramarital affairs and people may end up thinking that they're just not serious about their marriage and if that actually does come out and blows up how is that going to affect your child if they then said, actually, why are you even doing this? Why are you two married? Because what you're doing flies in the face of marriage. You shouldn't be doing this. Um, so then they end up separating anyway to go and be with whoever they want to be with. Or um, I don't know. There are just so many questions for me in that scenario. Like you can have a child with somebody without having to marry them even if your culture and religion dictates that you do. Or find somebody you actually want to marry. <laughs> you want to be married to which Looking obviously isn't that. as easy it, I say that because I used to hate it when people would be like just find someone to marry like what the hell it's not like you can just go to a supermarket and put them into your trolley like oh yes this one looks like it'll fit and shove them in right yeah so I is we might as well explore this point now because I do think it's very interesting. One of the things that I thought about with the next point, um, reason why people enter platonic marriages is asexuality. Yeah. Um, but there is also such thing as social infertility, right? So social asexuality. This is when you can't find someone yeah. to be with. And okay, yeah, that makes there's sense. Been some very interesting articles recently on this idea of social infertility. So these women who, you know, everyone's saying that women are not having enough babies, that we're not having children and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, actually there is a huge percentage of people who can't find someone to have a baby with. That's social infertility, not choice and not actual medical infertility, mm -hmm. right? So when it one of the reasons so asexuality being one like you just don't you don't want to have an a sexual relationship or there's also aromantics so people who don't want to have a romantic relationship but do want companionship which is a different thing um so what about the people who do want romantic relationships and just haven't managed it you know Do you mean what about them as in should they be should they get married to a friend um or yeah like what do them i honestly don't know what to suggest because if you do want companionship is different so i could understand you marrying someone marrying in inverted commas for companionship but my worry with all of those things and even within marriage that isn't platonic is what happens if you now have this platonic marriage and then you meet the person that you're like, oh my gosh, here you are. I want to be married to you. But then you're mar you've married your bestie. 
Do you then divorce the bestie? Mm. Um, and it can still happen in a traditional marriage as well, a romantic marriage. You marry somebody and then you maybe think, yeah, you love them. But, you know, you then meet someone that you're like, actually, no, I'm really into you. You might have been my person. Happens in both scenarios. But I think it would be more pain- painful to me personally if I married a friend and then met somebody I could be in a romantic relationship with. If you're not asexual, mm. that is. If you are asexual, then, you know, marrying for companionship is fine. You're not likely to suddenly wake up and decide you want to be um, sexually involved with someone. You might change your mind, but... Yeah. Fascinating. No, I I think... I think that... Hmm, we'll come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think what, the thing I'm okay. struggling with is why are we calling this a marriage in the traditional sense? Even that definition that you just gave, like platonic marriage, why can't we just call it something else? Because marriage traditionally has a um, a definition, which I know has evolved over time because it doesn't have to go, you know, traditionally it was man and woman and it's not that anymore. It's more open now. Mm. But why are we opening this even wider to just be like, oh yeah, two friends if you want to can get married why can't it just be like we had a few years ago and it still exists civil partnership Mm. as opposed to a platonic marriage okay (laughs) you're digesting Uh, no 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 no. I'm not digesting it's just that I, I want to talk about the definitions of marriage and what marriage actually is in the next section I want okay. to get through. Okay, we'll, we'll come back <laughs> to this. Yeah, we'll come back to that, but put a pin in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the third reason being asexuality, which we just discussed a little bit. Mm-hmm. The fourth reason being financial. Yeah, okay, uh, this makes sense. So people, we both know that life is so much easier with two than <laughs> with one. Me being on my own. This is my first solo apartment for anyone listening. I am in my mid-twenties and it's my first solo apartment. I'm furnishing it myself. I'm paying for it myself. I'm cleaning it myself. I so wish I had someone else here sometimes. <laughs> as much as I love my own company, which I really, really do, Um just someone else to do the dishes sometimes and someone else to help me cover the bills would be fabulous Mm -hmm. so good right so good and also with that you also have the tax breaks that you have as a as a as a married couple um certain legal um certain legal statuses that you have as a married couple that can benefit you financially Mm -hmm. um so what do you think about that yeah that one makes sense um I remember when I moved into my first apartment as a 20 something as well and was paying bills by myself and doing everything by myself as you said washing dishes doing everything and now that I'm in a relationship I'm married and the burden is halved you have somebody to share with and sometimes not even half sometimes it's like unbalanced in the best possible way so I benefit from that and um so I I would understand that that well people entering into a platonic marriage from that perspective yeah I think I think that makes sense I, Mm -hmm. I like that one and the final one which is probably the one that you most disagree with um 
is legal and social recognition as family. So just for context, everyone, we discovered the term platonic marriage from a New York Times article, which we'll link in the show notes. Um, So you can read that one. And it wasn't about any of the previous reasons that we've spoken about. So it wasn't about concealing sexuality or finances or um, asexuality. It was because they're best friends and they love each other. And the reason <laughs> the reason that they cited for their union, for their legal union, is legal and social recognition as family. They met in 2011 and they got married in 2020. So, huh, so this is <laughs> this is where I guess we get into what we think marriage is. Mm-hmm. What is marriage, right? Um, because I think this is. I think it's. I just think that reasoning is very interesting. Like being recognised as family as being a reason to legally bind yourselves to each other. Um, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? I mean, I had so many questions with regards to that situation. By all means, I'm very much a live and let live kind of person. Like, do you, boo, whatever makes you happy. But um, getting married to legally be considered family is interesting to me from the perspective of, are they both in relationships? I assume not. And do they both plan to have relationships in the future? And if they do happen to fall in love with someone or be in a relationship with someone, and then you turn around and be like, hey, I'm married. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, to my best friend. No, 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 not in that way. Not like, oh my God, I'm in love with them. I married my best friend, but my actual (laughs) best friend, we're non-sexual, but we just wanted to get married. Imagine somebody explaining all of that to you once you're like you've been dating them things are going really well you like them a lot and then they hit you with hey I'm married but to my friend we got married because we wanted to be legally considered family I think why I struggle with that is because if I have loads of friends that I are like family now not granted they're not legally family we've known each other for a very long time they know my family I know their family for all intents and purposes we are like family I have tons of and I'm doing air quotes here aunties and uncles who I'm not actually related to they're my parents friends we've grown up calling them auntie auntie and uncle and that's it like if I were to introduce them to someone I would say this is my auntie this is my uncle as far as the world is concerned we're related I didn't need to marry any of them for that to happen (laughs) I know I'm trivializing this situation a lot because um, not a lot, but I am trivialising it because um, it, it's obviously very important to them for them to want a wedding out of it. But I do feel like you can have a similar effect without having to enter into a legally binding agreement. And if you did want some legalities about it, you could have seen a lawyer and had given, you know, and set up, put things in place so that if anything were to happen to either of you, um, the staff would in a hospital would be able to give your loved one this information because often you can't get it if you're just like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or just a friend. Um, there are other channels to this. 
Mm. Yeah, so I was going to say that. I was going to 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 say, you know, the when it comes to the legal recognition as family or, or being who comes to you on your deathbed, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Who's allowed at the, the hospital, who can make next of kin decisions for mm-hmm. you. So that might have been one of the guiding forces. It could be that they've just, that they have been uh, single for a very long time. But what was very interesting to me in this in this article um, was how young they are. Oh no, are how, how old super- are they? <laughs> God. They're super young. Let me, um, I don't want to misquote, so let me, there we go. Yeah, well, this Do you is guess? a... guess? 23. <laughs> On the nose. Oh, wow. Uh, as a follow-up to that, I want to... <laughs> I want them to, like, the reporter who did this, and the investigator, to maybe circle back in three to five years and see if they are still married. Right. That's very interesting. Um, I just, I just think because they're so young, like I think it would have been different, or I would have felt different about the about the article and this concept if they were single and in they in their eighties. Yeah. Right. If they had lived a life, maybe their loved ones had passed away. Or you know their their former spouses have passed away, or um, something like that, and they didn't have family, they didn't have anyone, right? So they, for companionship and for the love of each other, they get married or whatever. I think I would understand it a bit better if they were much older in life, but twenty three. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, the cynic in me is, um, God forgive me, uh, just a small part of me is like, is this clout chasing? Do they really want to be married to each other? Do they understand the ramifications of marrying your friend because you want them to be your family member? I don't know if they do. And I'm not trying to um, infantilize 23 year olds not everybody is childish at that age. I wasn't, I knew you at 23, you weren't. I think, have we known you for that long? I almost believe we have, but. Yeah, I'm 20, yeah. I'm 26 now, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely have then. And so mm-hmm. not everybody is immature. I, I, don't, I do have a problem with people believing, oh, because you're a certain age, you're, you're not um, mature, but that's person specific. This to me, I'm like, did you really think this through long term? Because mm-hmm. at some point over the next few years, while you're working and just navigating your lives, unless both of them are asexual, I don't think it mentions that in the article. I haven't read it, but I don't know that much about their sexuality or anything. You may come across a partner, a person, or start dating a person that you think, oh, crikey, especially if we now see they believe in marriage, you might want to be married to that person. At which point... Mm-hmm. Do you divorce your friend? That's something I didn't think about until right this minute. Like, do you now divorce your friend, your friend and then you won't be family anymore? But not because you don't want to be family, but because you want to start a, act like a family with someone else. An actual family, yeah. 
one of the thoughts that I had when I read the, when I saw the their age. Yes, you knew me when I was twenty three. Do you know how many people I'm still in touch with from when I was twenty three? And that was only three years ago. Okay. <laughs> um, I appreciate that they have been the best friends since twenty eleven, which means that they were childhood friends, right? But childhood friends don't last forever either mm-hmm. right um i mean presumably because you're making this marital commitment you are making a commitment to stay in each other's lives forever but i just feel like when it comes to platonic relationships in particular um that level of commitment doesn't work as as well mm-hmm. um i just don't think it's for me i can't conceptualize it because i can't i can't understand the logistics of okay we've all had friend fight, fights with our friends and stuff yeah. imagine going to couples therapy as a married couple with your best friend there's just a different the the commitment is different mm-hmm. and the feelings and the depth of those feelings are different than if you're trying to make a relate a romantic relationship work obviously both of them can fall apart a friendship marriage can fall apart as well as a romantic marriage can fall apart they do all of the time i just think that with with friends in particular it's so fluid like you know okay so call back to our last podcast which was all about you know dress codes which is hilarious um i talked to you about a friend who wants to wear jeans to my wedding yes so i met him when i was 12 13 years old but we we met then we had been friends very close friends for a while and then we drifted apart for like two years mm-hmm. and then came back into each other's lives and we have been thicker than ever. But he might drift apart again and we'll come back again. He will still be considered one of my, to me, one of my soulmates, one of my my soul tribe in this world, like one of the people who get me and I love very deeply. Um, I don't want to be like... legally bind legally bound to someone even as much as i love them in that way yeah Um, i want the freedom to drift sometimes no (laughs) i I agree with you that puts a lot of pressure on a friendship (laughs) i think because sometimes your friendships do need that space and that's not to say that like a marriage doesn't put um pressure on a relationship but i think as you said, mentally, it's just a different thing to a friendship. Sometimes we mm-hmm. do just need to kind of like be existing and maybe having a bit of space and time from someone. Um, and then it's all good when you come back. I have loads of long-term friendships from when I was in primary school and high school that we're so, so close, so close. But there have been a couple of year periods or years or two where we haven't spoken, not because we had a fight, nothing has happened. And then as soon mm-hmm. as we speak, it's like everything is the same. If I'd married that person in our phase of being like, 
as Nigerians would say, arm in arm, leg in leg, um, when you're just <laughs> as thick as these, as you just said, and you know, you're always really talking to each other or maybe seeing each other and you're just really close, really, really close. Um, in that lull period, it would have been really awkward. Like, you know, you're just doing your thing. They don't necessarily cross your mind in the same way or they do sporadically, but now you're married to them. Right. And but then do you have to change your mindset about how you go about your friendship from that point on? Do you force yourselves to be close in those moments when you want to drift a little bit or when the, just the friendship just needs a little bit of, of breathing space? Um, you need time for this person to go and do their thing and, and the other person to do their thing. Do you now need to... Um, confer with your best friend about everything that you do because you're married yes. now i mean so, i would say so because it's like marriage marriage is a choice i think um it's not always going to be fairy tale sunshine lollipops and rainbows you choose to love that person and even though i am a, ho- a hopeless romantic i'm also very practical <laughs> um do i love mm. my husband yes does he make like does he make me angry sometimes like infuriated yes do i do the same to him a hundred percent. I'm sure I do. But we choose to love each other. Um, if you are mm-hmm. wanting your marriage, your platonic marriage to work, you're going to have to do that. I think in those moments where you're just like, ah, oh, this is the time we would normally have our space and just live our lives and then come back to each other, possibly. But maybe we wouldn't. Um, you're going to have to have a conversation and be like, hey, so I need some space right now and see what that looks like to your partner you can't just drift like you would normally um I think Mm. if you are married that is if you're in this platonic marriage and maybe they'll understand because they are your bestie and maybe they won't but either way you actually need to have a conversation because if you just disappear you're still married (laughs) you are there are some legal implications there so um right exactly it's did those best friends live together that that's a question so in a platonic marriage do you live together okay yes i think so Um, because that space taking would be a lot easier if you don't (laughs) yes exactly i just think that it's like you said it's just a lot of pressure onto a marriage so i when when we decided to talk about this topic i did have a think um i've been doing a lot of meditating recently a lot of prayer a lot of things like that like i'm getting to that age where i'm trying to figure out um what i think about these things because it's because mm-hmm. my life will hopefully not but to a degree get slightly more serious in the next <laughs> few years um and i'm quite an unconventional person in the you know i i don't I don't particularly want to own a home. That's not something that's ever been important to me. Um, I will probably move quite a lot in my life. It's just something that's interested me. I'm open to relationships, like I'm as in open to open relationships and things like that. I'm someone that's quite experimental. <laughs> but I did have like a, a, a writer list after one of my deep meditations of like what, I would like my marriage to look like, mm-hmm. like what my dream marriage, you know, the world is no object, what it would look like, what what's really important to me. And really interestingly enough, a lot of the stuff 
is practical. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it was about building wealth and um, having a travel buddy, things like that. Like someone to share um, really fun moments with. Mm -hmm. Really exciting moments with. Um, Because I do think it changes... There are certain, like recently I went to a touristy town uh, with someone and I felt what it was like, how different it was than when I go on my own. So those kinds of things. But it was all very practical. Very interestingly, all of it was very practical. I didn't mention love or like feeling... feeling romantic or anything until right at the end when I was just like oh yeah should probably put this in somewhere hey and (laughs) so you could end up in a platonic relationship no platonic marriage no well the thing is is but the thing is is that I do agree with the sexual side of marriage yeah so I do agree with the and I do agree with the romantic size as well, because I am a hopeless romantic as well. I just thought it was interesting that when I wrote my own list, it was very, this could very much just be a friend for the most part. Yeah. I think all the, the other thing with your list is that you might have just been assuming love as a given. That's why you didn't write it down. <laughs> It was just like, well, if I'm marrying you or if you are a long term partner, the premise of this is that I love you. So it doesn't it doesn't you wouldn't think, oh, I need to write it down. It's kind of a well, that's a given. What else do I want? And that's what the rest of your list was. Um, That's possible. But there are plenty like I have been in love before, (laughs) for better or worse. And it wasn't. (laughs) There are so many reasons why I would not marry that person. So it's definitely mm-hmm. not like when I was examining it and thinking of, okay, why is this at the bottom of my list? It's because I think I have the capacity to love a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think I have the capacity to fall for a lot of people um, if I spend long enough with them. I'm someone who has a very overactive imagination. I can imagine myself with anyone. Mm-hmm. So the practicality side of it is actually the thing that has been lacking in most of my relationships. So when I go into my marriage, I do want it to kind of be a level-headed decision. I yeah. don't want it to, because I could easily just end up like swept off my feet by someone and marry someone in three weeks because I thought they were interesting. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's not, but that's not the marriage that I want Yeah, rationally. So the pragmatic side was actually really important for me to define and think, okay, actually, practically speaking, I want all of these things because I can probably have a great romantic relationship and a great sexual relationship with a lot of people. Mm. No, <laughs> so I, that's not I a do hear you factor. on that, actually. And I thought, just to kind of piggyback off what you just said, I find it weird when people can't imagine being with more than just that one person that they're with. I find that the strangest thing. I'm like, I personally don't believe in the concept of the one as in the only one person in this world of billions that you're meant to be Mm -hmm. with. I personally think that we have multiple the ones. If God forbid your partner were to pass away prematurely or unexpectedly, um, does it mean that you can never love again? No, I don't. I don't think that at all. Or if 
you know, we don't want that for you. But if your relationship ended in the sense that you got divorced, does that mean you're not going to have another one? No, I don't believe that at all. So I do hear you on, you know, being able to love multiple people and, you know, have great sexual relationships with multiple people if you were to get in, like, be with them. I, I do find it really weird when people can only see this one person um, I, I personally find it a little bit dangerous I'm just like mm. <laughs> for your own men, like mental health and well-being yes by all means love respect and honour the person that you're with you're married to or you're in a long-term relationship with but if that were to not work out I don't want you to think that this was your lot in life um, absolutely yeah, that's just totally tangential but I felt it was important to just throw that in there like guys we can experience that kind of love and level of romanticism or sexual pleasure or any of those things with more than that one person if it were to not work out just saying (laughs) absolutely I yeah and that's a really important part of my philosophy around this but what I disagree with so there's another article that I sent you um, <laughs> written by this very white and very Republican guy because uh, I wanted to see like a different perspective on this to be fair the article is not that conservative but um, yeah it's 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 worth it's worth reading anyway we'll put it in the in the sh- in the show notes um, and his tenet about this is the if you remove the sexual aspect of marriage specifically it kind of ceases to be a marriage anymore and I found that so interesting because I was like okay but there are plenty of marriages um, that no longer have sex for Mm -hmm. one reason or another there are some people who for deeply religious region, re- reasons will only have sex to procreate, yeah. right? Um, and are still married to each other. There are arranged marriages where they don't love each other. So if, if, we, if it's, I don't, I don't, I think what I'm struggling with is I agree with the fundamental kind of feeling that love yeah. and sex should be in, included in marriage. I just don't think that it's that in isolation. Um, I don't think that that's what makes it a marriage outside of a companionship or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because if you remove those things, there are still marriages that you would define as marriages that don't have those things. That's true. Also, that's you, what I'm struggling with. If you really love someone <laughs> and they were to have an, because I'm an overthinker and I always think like worst case scenario, let's play out all the scenarios. If they were to have an accident, does that mean you're not going to be married to them anymore? Probably not. I mean, for some people, it might be too much for them and they'd want to leave. But um, yeah, that aspect of your relationship may not be what it once was, but you still love them. You still mm. want to be with them. And then it turns into more of a companionship and then you find other ways, essentially. Um, but mm. I, I, yeah, I like you, I would struggle to say that we can't label this as a marriage anymore. But the difference for me is that they entered the relationship but like with that. So I think it helps to be entering mm. into the marriage with... Um, 
love and um, like the sex element of it. Sometimes throughout the course of your marriage, it may change. Sex may not be a feature anymore or intimacy in that way, but that doesn't mean we can't call it a marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I think my issue is starting your marriage like that. Okay. On this platonic, we're not going to have sex. We're not going to... um, we're just going to be friends. So stay friends then. Don't get married. <laughs> <laughs> so then is the difference between a friendship? Yeah, is the difference between a friendship and a marriage that the marriage has the intention of love and a sexual relationship behind it. Because I would also disagree with that in a historical context as well. Because, you know, marrying for love is a very recent thing in human yeah, history. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's not something that we did for a long time. Marriage was always a, a thing of convenience before. Very true. It okay, so the one thing, thing of convenience. No, go on. Sorry to have cut you off there. I was going to say the one thing that has been consistent then is intimacy for marriage. Whether you wanted to marry that person or not, whether it was arranged or however you came about this marriage, because traditionally it was for the intention of procreation. So there was intimacy Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. and sex. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, if we take away the love element or marrying because of love and feelings, the thing that has stood the test of time is the intimacy like you're marrying for either procreation or just to have sex in certain circumstances if you're from like a very religious background perhaps um there Mm -hmm. i remember a previous church that i went to a friend of mine in the church was saying his former church a lot of the people got married really young because they wanted to have sex and the church just let them get married because you know they would rather they got married and had sex within that marriage than just be sleeping with each other willy-nilly and at the point that we had this oh conversation most of them were divorced <laughs> yeah yeah so many of them were divorced uh, because they got married in their late teens or slash early 20s all in the name of not like losing their virginity but properly in inverted commas not um living in sin and Mm -hmm. they were not the people they were supposed to have been married to they were just you know somebody that was there we were dating and then you know we really wanted we were attracted to each other and maybe even thought we loved each other but they were quite mature at the time so obviously the marriages Mm -hmm. didn't last and now they're all divorced i'm so thankful that i was not raised in a religious household and i wasn't raised to, to think that way because because of the way that I've I've been allowed let's say to live my life um, that's no longer a, that's not a deciding factor for me at all mm-hmm. um, and I have the or the freedom or rather I've given the freedom given myself the freedom to remove that aspect of um, sexual compatibility or or love or whatever from being a deciding factor of who I marry which is why my li- my list was so practical because I can do that with anyone I can <laughs> <laughs> see I was raised the opposite 
Um, I can't say it was super religious, but I was re- raised in a relatively religious setting. But my parents were quite somewhat laid back and a bit modern, but more so as I got older, not necessarily when I was younger. And I have friends that were raised mm. in... Um, ultra religious so I'm Catholic I'm from a Catholic family but I have a lot of Pentecostal friends who were raised in um, like quite strict Pentecostal churches so I have two friends who married men that they didn't kiss until their wedding day oh okay no but that I yeah see the that I struggled with a little bit. I, I, I understand it for one of them because they had never kissed anybody. I didn't understand it for the other one because you've kissed somebody else and you've slept with somebody else. But then they became born again mm. and they recommitted their lives to Christ, um, which I completely understood. But then I was just like, but you now have something to compare this to. The other person had nothing to compare it to. So their decision made way more sense. Um, thankfully, both couples are completely happy living life, but I'm like, you are an anomaly. Mm-hmm a complete anomaly because oftentimes Mm -hmm. as I've seen having grown up in church it doesn't work or somebody is dissatisfied somewhere and it kind of goes a little bit awry but these two are the exception they aren't the rule it just has worked Mm -hmm. out beautifully for the two of them which I'm super thankful for but I've seen some other horror stories um, within the church and it also does us I think having been like I said been raised in the church it does us a great disservice one of my friends had such a traumatic time on her wedding night because church teaches us, you know, abstinence, abstain, um, virginity, purity, purity culture can be quite toxic. So then when it mm-hmm. came to her um, wedding night, she couldn't physically sleep with her husband. She couldn't do it because your whole mm-hmm. identity is wrapped up in this thing and then it's about to disappear from you. Who does that make you now? Does that make you dirty? Mm-hmm. Does that make, yes, you're married and you logically know that it's supposed to be fine. Church taught you that far, but they didn't continue this, the narrative and um, she really struggled. Thankfully she was fine, but it took like a good three days or whatever it was. And um, mm-hmm. it's quite a harrowing thing to have to go through, I would say. Absolutely. I, I can't imagine that at all. Um, it's it, it's so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm generally very open-minded and quite respectful of people's decisions to be abstinent and decisions to be, um, to be celibate and stuff like that. I go through my celibate phases as well. I'm in one now. Um, for whatever reason but I am so thankful that I can kind of (laughs) pre-screen oh my gosh that is hilarious (laughs) (laughs) pre-screen because you know um, I don't want children Um, at this time of my life I don't personally want children Um, so my purposes for getting married uh, are not to have a family, are not to make to make babies. Um, I think you can still have a family purposes. of two, though. People often exactly. negate that. Yeah. Yes, and fur babies and plant babies mm-hmm. and all of those things. Um, uh, so, but I do believe in having a sexual marriage and enjoying that sexual marriage. So I'm very, I'm very. Th- thankful that I live my life the way that I do and believe that I can 
have a loving connection or a sexual connection with many people which means that the marriage that I will seek out or the marriage that is important to me is more about the building of the life that I want rather than the building of the kids that I want 2.4 children yeah exactly it's about for me I really want to build I want to build wealth. I want to have an exciting, adventurous life at the end of the day. And I think that adventure is better spent for me with someone else. I can adventure on my own very easily. I have, but I don't want to. Yeah, I agree with you. I want all of those things. Um, And that's the marriage that I chose. Um, I married somebody who is wanting to go on these adventures with me who wants similarly to you we want to build wealth we want to have an exciting life like you I'm not sold on the children thing yet (laughs) much to many people's chagrin and I reserve the right to change my mind I say that now um I, I may decide that I do want a child I just don't feel that right now and I find it really strange that some people would then consider our marriage a failure or that we're we're not a proper family because we don't have babies and we can have them, we just don't. So our um, lack of children is a personal choice because that's the other assumption. I have random aunties and uncles. Again, those aunties and uncles in inverted commas, um, not quite family, (laughs) but sort of our family um, who then kind of pity me and think that us and think that maybe it must be a medical thing because in my community in my culture they find it difficult to understand why you would get married and not have a child so from the perspective of this platonic marriage I get that maybe I know marriage I'm sorry children is one of the options for people having them but you know sometimes you might not want a child within that situation but that's also the case with a traditional marriage um I believe you should make your marriage um, what you want it to be. It's taken me a long time to get there. I lie. Yeah, a long time. Because of how I was Mm. raised, I was raised with that traditional mindset. And even though I have all, like I've known for a very long time, I wasn't sure about children. I used to talk about it as though I was because it's learnt rhetoric. It's what was instilled in me. You get married, you have babies, you live happily ever after and you work and Mm. all that kind of stuff. So um, ultimately, if people want to get married and have a platonic marriage, more power to you. But I do think that there are other routes to that situation, like to to make yourselves family legally without calling it a marriage. Because personally, I do think you're going to end up and you might not because not everybody does end up with someone. But you may find somebody that you want to be romantically involved with that could put a strain on your marriage and your friendship because even within Mm. that friendship the platonic marriage what happens if you make a new friend not even a (laughs) relational person yeah I just thought about something we all make new friends that we're like oh my gosh I'm so into you as a friend you know that you suddenly have all these interests that that align or you find new interests that you want to do with this friend what happens to Mm. your platonic 
partner, like your marriage, your platonic marriage, how does that now affect it? Do, do you divorce them and have a platonic marriage with a new person? All these if, buts and maybes. This is me just firing questions out randomly. If you are listening no, and you're in sure. a platonic marriage, please let us know how that's working out for you. We'd love to hear. Um, if you are single, would you ever consider having a platonic marriage? Um, if you're married, are you like me? Are you wondering um, why somebody would enter into a platonic marriage? Please interact with us. We love hearing your take on this. DM us, but write on the actual post for this on our Instagram at Rwambe. But yeah, I, I yeah. thank you for bringing this to my attention, by the way, because I don't think it would have crossed my radar until you said it. No, I just think it's such an interesting topic. And I have another question for everyone. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're in a marriage that now feels more platonic Mm -hmm. than maybe it did in the beginning, is that any less of a marriage now? Good question. Hmm. Something to chew on. (laughs) But this has been a very long but very interesting <laughs> conversation. Yeah. So I really, you know, we went on many tangents. We talked about many things. Um, please be respectful as well when you're talking to us about the choices that we have made in our lives, uh, because we're just not going to care what you think at the end of the day. <laughs> um, our our life choices in the way that we want to build our own marriages are our own and we respect yours as well so feel free to add in you know your personal perspectives but please do not tag anyone for theirs all right well said (laughs) so we will love you and leave you please chat to us in on instagram and uh yeah we'll see you next time see you next time bye